Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast, where I, your host, Ari Mizell, teach entrepreneurs how to become more replaceable. We don't want to actually replace you, but we want you to be as replaceable as possible, you and everybody else in your organization, because that is how you grow a sustainable business. Today, I want to talk about cutting grass. So this weekend, we were at our country house where we get to go on the weekends and summers in the Hudson Valley of New York. And we decided to cut our own grass. Uh, we had been paying someone to do it and decided we were going to buy a mower. We were going to do it ourselves. And it was a weird sort of decision because it's one of those things where on the face of it, you would say, well, you should just outsource that kind of thing. That's not a good use of your time. But turns out I was wrong. So this was my wife's idea completely, and I was against it from the start. But we went to the store. I went to actually to the tractor supply store and bought a ride-on mower. And we brought it back, and it was super easy to use, and it turned out to be really, really fun to cut the lawn, and it looked great, and it was a sort of sense of accomplishment. Uh, and there's a couple really interesting things that it kind of evoked for me. So the first one is that there's something really interesting to doing any kind of activity where there's a very clear start and a very clear finish. And if you think about it in your daily life, that doesn't necessarily happen that often. Certainly in our businesses, we have goals and KPIs and things like that. But on a regular basis, you don't get to start an activity and then within you know an hour or less, maybe actually be able to finish it and feel good about it. Washing the dishes is actually a really good example of that. And there's research around how washing the dishes is the gateway to mindfulness meditation. There's a start there's a finish and there's an accomplishment that happens from that. So cutting the grass is a very, very similar thing. So I think that in itself is a great opportunity to do that first for your own psyche. The second one is really one of the tenets of the less doing system and the replaceable founder, which is that when we look at people in their businesses and the mindset that they take, we say that people that are at the, the sort of foundational level, the base level are cogs. They're part of the machine. The machine couldn't run without them. And you, when you move on beyond that, you get to become the engine. You are the driving force of the business. Now, this is slightly better than being a cog, but it still requires you to be in the seat basically at all times. Once you move beyond that, you become the engineer. Now, that chasm that people jump over is very literally the difference between working in the business versus work on the business. The engineer would be working on the business, and that's a great thing. But we also move on to a level beyond that. It really is the ultimate goal of the replaceable founder to have people be in the inventor mindset, which is the top one where you get ultimate flexibility, ultimate freedom, and ultimate focus. Now, the difference between inventor and engineer is the difference between driving the business forward with your hands versus driving the business forward with your ideas. The inventor gets to have ideas that they capture into a system that their team can act on, that they can formulate and communicate properly so that things get done, all while they go back to coming up with more great ideas. Now, when I was on this mower, mowing the lawn, my hands were occupied, but my mind wasn't. My mind was occupied, actually, but with some very, very different things. And I came up with some really cool ideas for content, uh, not... Uh, surprisingly, this podcast episode came out of that experience, but I am able because of the way that the business is set up and because of the way that we teach things, I could capture an idea that could be for our next book. It could be for our next really big project, an event, whatever it might be. And I could capture that no matter where I am and put that through a system that we call the external brain 
to actually put those things in place. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm not doing the manual labor, the things that really could be easily outsourced because I have to. I'm doing them because I can. And I can because my business is driven forward by my ideas, which means that I can be anywhere, anytime, anyhow, and continue to make that happen. And the last point that I want to make is one of the original fundamentals of the less doing system, which when I wrote it eight years ago was really focused on personal productivity. But even then I talked about setting limits. And if I were going to share one thing with anybody in the world that would make them more productive, and I can only share that one thing, it would be set limits. And oftentimes you want to set artificially restrictive limits. What does that mean? That could mean a very real example that I faced when I was younger, when I went through a health crisis where I had been working 18 hour days and suddenly found myself in a situation where I could barely get an hour of work done in a given day. That kind of restriction means that you don't think about the things that you're going to do. You have to recognize the things that you can't do, but if they still have to get done, then they have to get done by some sort of system process or person beyond you. It requires a completely different form of thinking. Limits bring upon you the innovations that you're looking for. While it might sound fun and exciting to have a blank check to grow your business, ultimately that in that abundance of resources will not lead you to make the best decisions for the sustainability of the company because you don't have to. If you could live forever, which is not something I would want, you wouldn't have any motivation to get things done in a timely manner because time would be on your side. The idea of being limitless to me is sounds kind of awful in a lot of ways because the limits are structure. The limits are crutches. The limits are a safety blanket within which you can operate. Nobody ever said to Angus MacGyver, hey, there's a Home Depot across the street. Go get a shopping cart, pick up anything you need and go across the street and blow up that building. It was always more like, here's a paperclip and a box of Bisquick. Now go break into that building. Limits breed innovation. And if you can drive your business forward within limits and you operate within those limits to the best of your abilities, then anytime you're given to expand those limits, your productivity will multiply at a factor you've never seen before. If you want to find out more about how you can do this in your own business and learn more about what these systems and processes look like in practice, just check out less.do slash foundations, where you can get a free five-part mini course that will show you a lot of how these things work. And of course, join our Facebook group. It's a totally free group. You can go to Facebook and search for The Replaceable Founder. We've got over 2,000 people in there that are growing their businesses on a constant basis in a smarter, painless manner. Thanks for listening.